Hello and welcome to the Menstrual Mogul Podcast. My name is Jacqueline, your host, aka the Menstrual Mogul, and today's episode is all around simplifying cycle syncing. I'm sure that you have gone down a rabbit hole around cycle syncing if you're listening to this podcast. Maybe you fell into the algorithm on TikTok, or perhaps you have Googled and Googled how to cycle sync, what foods to eat, what workouts to do, things of that nature, yet you feel overwhelmed on where the fuck to start. You're like, okay, this is a lot of information. This is overwhelming. And I just want to be told what to do. If that is you, then this episode is going to be so helpful in beginning your cycle syncing journey. And this is if you are a female entrepreneur or not your average woman who just wants less painful periods and PMS. Here's the thing about cycle syncing. There is this food and fitness component to it such as sinking certain foods and eating them during certain times of the month and doing specific types of movement during different times of the month. But that is going to get you pretty far. It will help you a lot in resolving PMS and painful periods. But there's a few tiny other habits that I personally believe if you did them daily, you would really amplify your results with cycle syncing. So inside of this episode, I'm going to give you the five habits to implement right off the bat that you can do straight away. It's not going to be complicated. It's not going to be overwhelming. And by doing so, you're going to see the best bang for your buck. If you're a client of mine, you know I've referred to these habits as the daily five, that if you just did these, you would be set for a real good amount of time when it comes to eliminating things such as PMS and painful periods. My clients and myself with these five habits have seen results like immediately resolving their PMS. I had a client last month actually feel so much better within her PMS window just within five days of implementing these habits. You can also expect to rid yourself of the painful periods or PMS. I had a client last month also tell me that she had her first painless period in years, in decades since she began having her period. So embrace the magic that's about to come your way when you follow these daily five habits. Now, perhaps you don't know this about me, but I was a health and fitness coach with Beachbody for many years and saw radical success with a successful team and doing their workout programs and nutrition programs. And knowing what I know now about cycle syncing, I realized that a lot of the programs that not just that company put out, but many other programs such as Whole30 or the 75 Hard or Intermittent Fasting, these concepts and diets that do have some science backing them up are not always helpful or relevant to women who are menstruating. Many of the studies, specifically I'm thinking about intermittent fasting, are done on postmenopausal women or men. And that's because we have been deemed to just be way too complicated because we go through the different phases of our cycle throughout the month. Our hormones are constantly fluctuating and changing, and that makes us really hard test subjects. And this is also why 
diets or programs such as the 75 hard or the portion fix, programs that have you doing the same habits day in and day out and eating the same quantity of food, the same type of food day in and day out, do not work for menstruating women and why you feel like it's such a fucking struggle during certain times of the month to uphold these restrictions and standards that they have set for you. They do not have your cycle in mind. And what I hate seeing because I struggled with it as well as many of my clients in my former career is seeing women set themselves up for failure. We end up name calling ourselves saying we're inconsistent or we're just not disciplined enough because these rules and regulations go directly against our cycle. And we know that we should be doing something and we've been listening to all these outside sources, all these companies, all these, no offense, men (laughs) and their rules and regulations and what works best for them in regards to health and fitness. And it's time to turn inward and to think about what your cycle needs because she runs the show, baby. She has direct influence over weight loss, if that's something that you desire, over what your energy is like, what your creativity, what your productivity is like. So literally, any goal that you have for yourself should be taking this cyclical standpoint, especially when it comes to health and fitness. I could go off on this all day long, but I really wanted to mention this because these daily five habits and an accountability challenge that I created around them called the 28 sync was kind of born out of the PTSD I had reading the rules for the 75 hard, something that I truly believe goes directly against a woman's cycle and her hormonal health. Especially if you're dealing with symptoms such as painful periods or PMS, there is a time in your health and fitness journey where there needs to be a scale back of sorts in terms of what type of movement and what type of foods you're eating. And I think so many people or so many women rather are doing the 75 hard and they see discipline and they see results short term, but then the results don't last. And that's because their cycle wasn't taken into account. So you'll hear me referencing maybe a little bit about that and why the 75 hard goes against your cycle when I'm going through some of these daily five habits. And as always, please check with a doctor that you trust before beginning any type of new protocol. So let's get into it. The five daily habits that you should be doing in order to support your cycle and your hormones. Habit number one is drinking more water. I give the gauge of 100 ounces of water to my clients. And this is because y'all are just dehydrated. (laughs) I included this and this is probably the only habit and guideline in the 28 sink challenge that I run with my clients that also aligns with the 75 hard because I just believe so many women are walking around dehydrated. And in my training for my women's hormonal health certification, I learned just how impactful being hydrated can be for your cycle. I've heard success stories of women having painless periods simply by increasing their water intake. 
bonus points if you are drinking clean AF water. Um, that could be drinking distilled water and adding minerals back into it, or maybe you have a purifying system such as I actually, it's getting delivered today. Aqua True is something that I'm trying out as far as the filtration system. But increase your water intake so that your body feels supported to execute out the inner workings of your cycle each and every month. And that will definitely just give you more energy. It'll make your skin glow and you will feel so much better. The second habit or guideline that I would suggest to you as a beginner's habit to implement with cycle syncing is stabilizing your blood sugar. And why does that matter? Why does that connect with your hormones or your cycle? It's because out of control blood sugar, meaning eating big meals, carb-heavy meals, or sugar-heavy meals, and having your blood sugar go out of control can lead to things such as estrogen dominance, which is a culprit to hormonal acne, PMS, painful periods. It can negatively impact your egg quality. It affects your stress hormones, and it can even cause infertility. And this is especially important to keep your blood sugar stable if you're a PCOS girly. PCOS is a disease caused by too much insulin. So this habit of stabilizing blood sugar is crucial for my girlies that are dealing with that right now. And the way that you can stabilize your blood sugar can happen in a few ways. You can take something such as bitters or apple cider vinegar before a meal and that'll help stabilize your glucose curve. You could also eat your meals in a certain order so that your glucose spike isn't as high. Or you can do a specific type of movement such as a walk or using bigger muscles in your body after a heavier meal to keep your glucose stable. This is something that you can research on your own or if you wanted to learn how to practically stabilize your glucose in everyday life, I break that down in depth inside of my 28 sync challenge group or feed your phase, which is my cycle syncing course. The third guideline I would have you do as a beginner with cycle syncing and to help heal your painful periods, PMS, all that pesky stuff is to include two phase-friendly foods each day. So what does that mean? In the previous episodes, episode one, I taught you the four different phases of your cycle and how to find out what phase you're in. So if you haven't listened to that episode, you'll want to go back. I'll link it in the show notes. But basically, different foods have different micronutrients that support the different phases you are going through throughout your cycle. For example, After your period, you're in your spring phase of your cycle, and it's really helpful to eat probiotic foods to help prepare your body for ovulation. And whether you want to have a kid or not doesn't matter. You want to ovulate as just a healthy menstruating woman. That's going to help your cycle out. It's going to just overall be an indicator of a healthy body. So we want to be eating foods that support each of these phases of our cycle that we go through. And so I'm sure you have found lists of food on the internet of what specific foods support each phase of your cycle. You can go check those out, do your own Google search, or again, I have resources within my courses. But I only 
suggest with my clients to have a minimum of two foods because I, when I first began cycle syncing my food and my fitness, I went 100% all in. I would create meal plans that had every single food, every single ingredient being quote unquote phase friendly. That's what I I've coined the term. So that was a little bit too extreme. And the sweet spot that I found for myself and my clients and seeing results with cycle syncing is having at least two foods that support the current phase of your cycle that you're in. Maybe you've also heard of the term seed cycling. In my resources, I give you certain nuts and seeds that benefit each phase of your cycle as well. That is a great place to start if you are just beginning to incorporate foods that are phase-friendly into your diet. That could be choosing seeds that go on top of your salads, go in a smoothie that you're already having, or just topping it on a meal that you're automatically eating already. A quick recap for the habits we got. Number one is water and drinking about 100 ounces or at least at the minimum half of your body weight in water. Number two is stabilizing your blood sugar with some glucose hacks. And number three is incorporating at least two phase-friendly foods into your meals each and every day. Number four is to incorporate 30 minutes of phase-friendly movement into your day as well. I want to be pretty clear on this one because if you are struggling with hormone imbalances, meaning you're experiencing things such as hormonal acne, PMS, ridiculous cravings, mood swings, or painful periods, I would personally think that there is some healing to do around your hormones and supporting them more with cycle syncing. And when you are in this phase of needing to recalibrate and kind of balance out your hormones after years of ignoring them, which is completely normal, less is more. And this is so hard to hear as women because diet and exercise culture has taught us time and time again that the way to achieve results is more. More movement, more restriction around our food and other things. And that is not the case with cycle syncing because those restrictions and those strict guidelines do not help your cycle out in any way. And remember, she's driving the seat when it comes to things such as weight loss, strength gains. When it comes to exercise or movement, however you want to phrase that, 30 minutes of phase-friendly movement is what I ask my clients to do, and there's a reason for that. First of all, different styles of movement benefit each phase of our cycle. There's times in our cycle where high-intensity workouts, really going hard with strength training is going to be the most beneficial for us, where other times during our cycle, doing too much high-intensity stuff could be turning on fat storage or making our body more stressed than benefiting. And so say you are doing a challenge like the 75 hard where you have to be doing two 45-minute workouts each and every day for 75 days straight. Now, I understand one of those workouts should be outside and it can be walking and that is obviously very beneficial to you as a human and a woman. But the problem that can happen is that going past 30 minutes when you're in a hormone healing mode 
when you're dealing with hormone imbalances can go against you instead of benefiting you. So what that can look like is when you are working out at a high intensity, for 30 minutes, you your body is capable of handling that stress because exercise is stress on our body, especially if it's intense, right? And your body has 30 minutes of a reserve of glucose to handle that stress. Once the 30-minute threshold is passed, that is when our cortisol kicks in. Cortisol is your stress hormone, and when that kicks in, your body thinks it's being chased by a lion, it's in fight or flight, and it turns off and shuts down all other systems because it's stressed. So what this could mean for your health and fitness journey is that you're turning on fat storage or that you're not losing the weight that you went to. You're doing more harm than good by working out too long while you're on this hormonal balancing journey. It feels counterintuitive, but if you can do 30 minutes or less of intense movement, especially only during the times of your cycle when your body can handle that intensity, and then doing different styles of movement, more low impact during the phases of your cycle that require that, you're going to see amazing results, I'm telling you. Take it from a girl that would follow an at-home workout program to a T check off every day on the calendar and wonder why after the allotted time was over, I would gain my weight back or not be able to keep up the results. It was a yo-yo situation. And that was because I was doing too much and I was going against my cycle instead of with it. And it's funny, when I look back at my health and fitness journey with that company, many of the at-home workout programs that I did that gave me the best results that did last were ones that were low impact, that supported my cycle, and that had me eating frequently and supporting my body in a specific way. And knowing what I know now, those programs had... like subconsciously, not even knowing that they did uh, support my cycle instead of having attributes that went against it. Sean T, I love him. I love him as a trainer. He is magic. But Insanity Max 30 for 30 days is hell on your cycle. Where other Beachbody programs such as 80 Day Obsession or 645 that I'm doing right now are amazing for your cycle and what it needs, especially if you're in a healing phase. Inside of my courses, I have workout calendar suggestions as well as other guidelines to help gain clarity around what we should be doing in the exercise department when it comes to cycle syncing. And the last Daily habit that I would implement if I were you, if you want to get rid of your PMS and your painful periods, is having food before your caffeine. This is the guideline I get the most hate for. Women have come at me with pitchforks because I feel like they're reading it as don't drink coffee 
<laughs> give up your coffee. And if I was a mean cycle syncing coach and a hormone coach, that's what my suggestion would be. But I believe that many women see their cup of coffee as their only source of joy in the morning and reason to get up. And I get that. I would be a fraud if I asked you to give it up. What I'm asking you is not to give it up, but to just have a little something something in your belly so that your body is able to tolerate, handle, and process the caffeine that you're drinking better. I just mentioned in the previous guideline about cortisol, our stress hormone, and how working out in a certain time frame needs to happen so that you don't turn that switch on. Same thing goes for this stipulation is that if you are drinking caffeine on an empty stomach, you are immediately flip flipping the switch, turning all the bright lights of cortisol on in your system, and it is very hard to turn off once you get them going. I'll tell you right now that this is the guideline that my clients fight me the most on, yet they see the biggest results with. They have more energy. Their PMS is gone. Their painful periods have vanished. And if you wake up not hungry in the morning, I get it. I used to do intermittent fasting. And when I first learned about this concept of eating before caffeine, it made me want to vomit. I had no appetite in the morning and it was a real struggle. So I started small with maybe just a piece of toast with avocado and an egg on it or even simply a piece of fruit. I've had many clients do that. And just as you were able to train your body to not be hungry in the morning, you can train it to be hungry in the morning. Not being hungry in the morning is actually a telltale sign that your metabolism is sluggish. So if you want to have a revved up metabolism, you should be waking up hungry and ready to eat breakfast within about 30 minutes of waking up. I had a TikTok go viral about this concept. I told everyone on TikTok that I was defluencing drinking coffee on an empty stomach and you would think that I stole their firstborns. And it's like women are not giving themselves enough credit. Many of them were mothers or female entrepreneurs and it's like you can give birth to an actual human or you can rank in 50k in your business a month but you're telling me you can't have a little bit of food before your coffee Come on, sis. All I'm asking is that you have a little bit of something in your belly before you drink caffeine. Ideally, down the road, once your body gets used to consuming food first thing in the morning, it would be great if that food was high in protein. One thing I teach my clients to do is totally break the rules around what breakfast can look like. I am a proponent of eating whatever type of meal for breakfast, like beef and broccoli and cashews, or during the winter months, I will have soup with protein powder added to it, and that'll be my pre-workout meal and my pre-caffeine meal. But once you've eaten your meal, you can have your caffeine right away. Do not drink your caffeine while you're eating. Let your body do its thing and have that moment with its breakfast. And then you will see the most enormous results in your energy and your cycle by doing this. And that's all I'm going to ask you to do. I know as women, we like to complicate things and think that the answer is more, more, more. But as you're learning, we don't need more. We need to turn inwards and just focus on our cycle. So to quick recap what we went over, I want you to drink more water 
100 ounces would be lovely, especially if it's clean water. I want you to stabilize the fuck out of your blood sugar with some hacks that you can look up or join one of my courses to learn more about. You're going to incorporate two phase-friendly foods each and every day. So you having two foods in your diet with your meals, and this is easy to do, by the way, when you're going to eat out or uh, when you're food shopping for the week. I want you to choose two ingredients that support whatever phase of your cycle you're in. I want you to move for 30 minutes in a way that supports whatever phase of your cycle you're in. And then you also need to have a little bit of food, some breakfast before caffeine. I hope this episode was helpful in giving you tactics and practical advice in achieving a less painful period, getting rid of PMS, all of that fun stuff. But most of all, I want you to be conscious and aware as you enter the world now. Because as women, we are always trying to be influenced to follow a certain trend or a certain diet or workout regimen. And unless it incorporates these foundations, foundations that support your cycle and the ebbs and flows that you go through throughout the month, you can throw it out the door if it doesn't do that. How freeing is that to know that cycle syncing is something that will be relevant to you until you reach menopause, that you don't need to keep looking for another trend or something that will give you quick results because this is the end-all be-all. And it's so important because our cycle is our fifth vital sign. What we do during our menstruating years sets us up for what our postmenopausal life is like, what diseases we encounter, what cancers we want to avoid. That That all starts here now and with this information. I hope that that empowers the fuck out of you to take this seriously. Cycle syncing is not just some fad or trend that's going to die out and be irrelevant. This shit will impact not only you, but the generations to come after you. So if you have a daughter, this stuff is relevant. If you have a niece or a loved one or just a fellow female that you know could benefit from this information, make sure you save or send them this episode. But keep your eyes open as you go out into the world now around what things you're being influenced to try and thinking critically if they are supporting the four phases of your cycle or not. That is all I have for you today. If you want support or to dive deeper into the different foods, fitness, and other health habits to support your cycle, I encourage you to check out the show notes where I've linked the 28 Sync Cycle Syncing Challenge or Feed Your Phase, which is my signature cycle syncing course. Or if you wanted the most immersive and customized experience in cycle syncing, that would be hiring me as your one-on-one coach. If you found this information valuable, please leave a review to help spread the good cycle syncing word. Feel free to reach out to me on Instagram to let me know what your biggest aha moment was within this episode. Thank you so much. I hope you guys have a wonderful day and I'll talk to you next time.